you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Come back to us. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by Rookville the Some Heroes, Mark Sessler, and Connie Fox. What's up, people? Who's the Some? Who's part of a hero here? Well, we're missing we're missing Wes, of course. Yeah. And we're also missing Greg right now because Greg he admitted himself that he had he had procrastinated with some type of child uh duty that he has with signing up his daughter for something. Like the whole being a dad thing. Yeah, he pushed it back multiple times and now he had to do it and he was hoping to be back by the start of the show but he's, he's stuck in traffic or something. He will be here. He's just not here yet, hence some. I think it's one of these, and a good job by Greg on this because it's a PR-level campaign where very publicly, while all of us are here ignoring family members, Greg has put family first. He's out on the road, and most people think, what a great husband and dad Greg is. That's going to be the takeaway. It's going to help him. Well, is that how you view our jobs? Because I look at our jobs as supporting our family, not ignoring them. Well, right. that's a fair argument, but uh, I mean, during the season, you you know, this is the time of year where Greg, in theory, is doing the right thing. Also, is it good for the show? It's not great for the show. Not not the best. Anyway, by the way, speaking of the show, this is our first show without the great uh, La Cid, who has moved on to greener pastures. I'll put it that way. Or Utah. Is it greener than Southern California? I don't know. I thought you meant money. Probably making more money. Mm-hmm. We didn't get into the specifics, but yeah, I think also living at home for a while, so you're just you're stashing oh, away cash. And she had the the influx of cash from her own listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, she basically is a trust fund set up for her own children. One day, money is no object for her. Never, it never will be again. Yeah. So uh, behind the glass, uh, filling in uh, or in the interim, he is our interim producer. Put it that way, uh, much like a uh, Dan Campbell. He's our Dan Campbell. Oh, no. He is Sully. What's up, buddy? Oh, dear. What's up, guys and gals? How are we? Uh, Sully, of course, uh, the producer of the, I was going to say popular, but the producer of the Movie <laughs> Sticks podcast. I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. With Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, so thank you for sitting in the chair. It is a, a big shoes to fill. For Tiny sure. feet mm-hmm. for Sydney, but large shoes uh, but we have complete faith in you, Sully. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's it's good to be back in the chair. I, I think I filled in for Sid co- going into last football season. That's the last time I was on. So yeah. wow, it'll be fun. So yeah. it's good to at least see a familiar face behind the glass. Although it's bittersweet knowing that Sydney's gone, and and I'm hoping to have a big announcement in the next week or so uh, regarding uh, that chair right there uh, that Sully currently occupies. But Sully, a very busy man, not our full time. Uh, answer there, but in the interim, uh, Dan Campbell, not the best choice to use. Who would be a better interim coach to throw out there? I like the Dan Campbell. One. I I did too. I mean, Dan Campbell, if anything else, was sort of a striking figure. Very handsome. Looked better. Looked better as a football player than most of his players on that team. He was, was very coaching. in shape. Yeah, and didn't keep the job though. I guess that's maybe where well, I'd rub you. The and and way. you know, barring Sully pulling some sort of massive comeback, neither will he. <laughs> um, I'm rooting our, for you, Sully. Though. All right, so Thank Sully, you, appreciate it. Sully behind the glass, and today's show, Greg will join us eventually. Uh, this is uh, a show that will feature some good things. I'm excited about the show. It's a very slow time, extremely slow time of year news-wise, but we haven't been with you since last Thursday, so there are some things to talk about. And um, I will say, things are slow, things are dark, but today marks we are 100 days away from real football. Huzzah! September 7th, 2017, the, the Chiefs will get waxed by the Patriots in Foxborough to start the 2017 season. 
And we are 100 days away, Connie. Is that why we celebrated this weekend at your Huzzah! house? That is. It exactly. wasn't Memorial Day. No, although we certainly uh, love and respect all the people in the armed forces that have served us, mm-hmm. uh, Colleen, past and present. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was, like my dad, I know. Yeah, like your old man, uh-huh. uh, Doug Fox. Uh, just take Close a enough. There. What is your father's name? You I, Haven't you met? Ed Wolf? Ed Wolf, yeah. Ed Wolf. Maybe you haven't. Great name. Ed Wolf. Yeah, it is a solid mm-hmm. name. Ed, Ed Sessler's not bad either. Good. I mean, it's a name from a, di- a little bit of a different generation. Right. Meet a lot of Ed Edwards at this yeah, point. His yeah, his nickname is Frenchie. I'm just not sure the Your origin dad's. of that, which is strange, yeah. Hey, Frenchie. Frenchie. Uh, we'll get into the party maybe a little bit later, but uh, we have much to get to because we're also – a mega mailbag episode. Whoa. Who doesn't love mail? <laughs> we got a lot to get to. A lot of listeners. We love mail. It is a packed show, to say the least. May <laughs> 30th. So much has happened. All right, let's, uh, let's get it going, Sully. Let's do some news. Oh, Sunday night. <laughs> Cindy from Beyond the Grave, Mark. I think, you know, Sully's doing an excellent job out of the gate. Wow, thanks, a lot guys. of a lot of good nods. I, I had to get surprised. Of the captain, I said, not surprised at all. It's a professional. I just, I, you know, you've been working on a, a show not quite up to par with ours, but you can. I'm not going to be ignored, <laughs> Dan. This is a test. I'll just stop talking now. Um, <laughs> let's start with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, who, listen, Browns are making moves. Rap Sheet reported on Tuesday that linebacker Christian Kirksey has signed a four-year, thirty-eight million dollar deal, uh, packed with twenty million in guarantees. Uh, the team later confirmed confirmed the signing with executive VP of Football Ops Sashi Brown. Sashi saying in a statement that Kirksey represents quote another example of a young, talented football player that we want to be part of our organization for the long term. Mark? Yeah, I'm sure that's how he speaks. You got Kirksey fever? Well, I know that probably most people don't even know who Christian Kirksey is. And the one thing I'd say is, along with Joel Batonio, the only positive news to come out of a 2014 draft that was among the most disastrous for any team ever, Johnny Manziel and Justin Gilbert in the first round, that Kirksey has been, who would have thought that Christian Kirksey, the third round pick, would have been far more productive than both of those players put together in times five? Yeah, I would multiply it by 12. But you could multiply it by 112. <laughs> yeah, people don't recognize his name, maybe, but he finished top three in the league in tackles. Only Bobby Wagner and Zach Brown had more. I mean, he is getting paid a ton. He's the, getting paid more than Dante Hightower. He's now the fourth highest paid. Uh, he's a weak side linebacker, uh, fourth highest paid inside linebacker in the league. And I will say that um, there was talk that Kirksey maybe didn't even fit in with Greg Williams' scheme. Apparently, they've now decided – that he will fit into Greg Williams' scheme, whether Greg Williams yeah, likes I mean, it they, or not. Well, I, I would hope that he had a say in this. The key is their problem is they keep finding players that fit into fill-in-the-blank defensive coordinator's scheme, and then the guy's gone two years later. It doesn't work. if He's, he's already switched away. He was inside. He's now going to move outside. He's not a good coverage linebacker. wasn't last year, but he's a great run stuffer. And they, Bottom line, they don't have a lot of players. They've got to keep adding. But their defense is getting a little bit better if you yeah. look at it is an improving defense yeah. that Justin Gilbert has nothing to do with, Mark. You mm. mentioned him as one of the uh, busts of that infamous draft class for Cleveland. Uh, Justin Gilbert uh, has been suspended by ROG for four weeks, the first four weeks of the 2017 season. Uh, Courtney Fallon of NFL Network reported, uh, Rap Sheet reported it was due to violating the NFL substances of abuse policy. The number eight overall pick in the 2014 draft was cut uh, by the Browns last year, or they was traded by the Browns last year to the Steelers for a sixth-round pick. Uh, in next year's draft, he played 12 games with the Steelers last year, but then was released in February. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to see him again in the NFL, Colleen? Ooh, he's not helping himself here. Two cuts in three years, and now he's suspended the first four games. I mean, this is a guy who uses – uh, I don't know if you guys remember this story, but he uses 10 daily alarms to beat oversleeping and missing ten. meetings. And they did not do the proper homework lot. before they brought him in to find out what kind of guy. If you look at it quickly at the players drafted in between Gilbert and number eight in 2014 and Manziel at this 22. This is a depressing exercise. You've got Anthony Barr, Taylor Luan, Odell Beckham, Aaron Dollar, Donald. Ryan Shazier, Zach Martin. It goes on and on. 
I, Brandon Cooks. I mean, they it was it was a major whiff, and and Gilbert, who they traded up for, is it's a ridiculous uh, misfire. And I guess they didn't draft Odell Beckham because they had Josh Gordon in the house coming off like an eighteen hundred yard season. Is my who was essentially right there. it was it was hours later we found out the next day oh, that Gordon was sent back into the wilderness. So I hate that good whole story. I just feel so bad for Josh Gordon. I know he did it to himself, but ugh. And finally in Brown's news, Deshaun Kaiser. Things are looking good. Wait. What? Sully. <laughs> Beto Powers activated. Beto Powers activated. Wow. Historic. I'm nixing this news item. I call veto on it. All right. This is all right. Very good, Connie. This is a new a new tool that each of us will get uh, one per month. You have veto activation powers at any point during the news to, to completely wipe out a story. You don't want to hear about Deshaun Kaiser. No, because we're going to keep hearing about this all preseason, all, all right. season, up until they finally kick off. Look, I, I mean, you see these quotes. He's attached to the Wait, now you're talking about Hugh it. Jackson. I don't, oh, I thought I had to explain myself. No. Oh, cool. That's even better. You activated it. I'm done. I'm done with the story. My only issue would be why only once a month? I could use that all day long. I didn't know about this caveat before our, picking this. It would become our entire news uh, if we had more. More than one uh, per show or per week, per month. That would all the news would become around here. So that's gotta, true. Because so I you, think I think the next news item is like it, definitely worth talking about. Here's yes, we and should I'll tell not you what it is. nix this. And guess what? Today's May thirtieth, so you get a fresh new veto oh. June first. So the timing works out for you. That's great. Moving on. Good strategy by Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Vick. Oh, this was funny. Uh, it was Sunday night. I believe uh, I was on my couch. Everyone else was asleep, and I was just scrolling through. I think it was ESPN, and I saw this headline: Michael Vick colon no talks with Falcons on one day retirement deal. <laughs> and I thought to myself, "We've done it. We have reached the bottom of the barrel in the 2017 uh, offseason news cycle. We cannot go lower than Michael Vick clarifying." <laughs> That there have been no talks yet on a one-day retirement deal to retire as a Falcon. Who, by the way, Mike, you know, come back to us just a little bit. Why would the Falcons, a, a team you were electrifying in your first several years of the team, but then basically uh, submarine the entire franchise for you know two years about uh, with your dogfighting stuff that led to a, a federal prison. Uh, Your antics. Situation. Your antics. I mean, uh, antics. Uh, antics feels almost a little weak in this. Your yes, it does. Yeah. But he, but he was at a home game during the regular season. I think Arthur Blank maybe invited him to the final game of the regular season in Atlanta. So Which is maybe fine. things are a little bit better. I'm there. just saying that's fine. I don't think he should be run out of town forever. He's obviously cleaned his life up and and done the right things uh, since getting out of prison. But that doesn't mean now that the Falcons should call a press conference to to retire your your you know. What if Michael Vick was just like sitting at home or was out somewhere and a, a reporter or a writer just saw him and just asked him randomly about this and now all of a sudden we're like yeah. Michael Vick, calm down, well, man. By the Nobody way, cares. That's exactly what happened. This is what <laughs> Vick told ESPN. Well, I haven't talked to anybody about it specifically. It's something that I've really been thinking about trying to get done. I was asked the question the other day, is that what I want? And I said, yeah. So, yeah, I think in due time, it's something that can potentially happen. Oh, my God. We're at the bottom. This is the bottom. I mean, news, they talk about news being information that you don't already know and you might not like when you get it. And this is not news. I could care less about this story. But I do do think that one thing, if you're Michael Vick or if you're someone with a complex past, think about how you want to retire. I would just ghost out of there. Yeah. When I leave this company, I'm just going to ghost out. You don't want to retire here? I will vanish one day. Well, I would retire here, but it just you just you disappear entirely. Well, you, Do you have... need a party in 18 going away events? No, you just you It's a weird thing that that guys do. I mean, I, I sort of understand it, but also it's kind of like, okay, that's enough. You're done playing. You, what you need another ceremony now? Ouch. Is that They're just too people. much? They're just people. <laughs> too much. All right. They're just people. Uh We went too hard on that. Yeah. Mark, by the way, of all of us, um, at least in the newsroom portion of the Around the NFL group, could he's best equipped to just pick up and go. You don't have a lot of items on your desk. I think you've done it before in the past, haven't you, where you just basically pick up one Multiple picture times. frame 
and maybe one well, notebook and just walk away. Really, not not as a married person because you've got a different level of responsibility. But in your twenties, you know, you're working some temp job. Just send in like a typewritten note with the other friend that you had that was working there. Give it to the boss, and you never reappear. <laughs> Greg just got here. And he's doing something behind the glass, and I don't understand. Greg, what are you doing? I know you can hear us. Why don't you just come sit down? What are you? You have a bit planned? He's putting on uh, headphones. Are we stepping on a bit? I think he brought in his own headphones. Here he comes, everybody. He's coming. He's coming. We'll get him on the, on the mic here in a second. This is the there grand entrance. There he is, NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal. Thank you very much. Here with NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal. Oh, excuse me. Oh, dot com. The NFL.com. See, if you had stood up, Dan, you could see that I brought my daughter, oh. Ellison, and I was setting her up because oh we were God. we were running late, and so I was trying to set her up at a station. Hi, Alice. Are you going to come in uh, here and sing Daddy Bubbles? The- <laughs> So you were doing a good job. You're doing. Yeah, I was trying to set her up. She was she I was funny. I was she was disappointed. She was like, oh, is Sydney going to be there? And I was like, no, she's gone. It's Sully. And she was like, Sully, come on. (laughs) Yeah, who's that? (laughs) Did you say, no, honey, Sydney quit on us. Did you say that? I would never. You've just left her in Sully's care for the next 30, 40 minutes. I I can see her. I got my eye on her. Uh, Let's move on. And it's good timing, Greg, because now we're on to the throne of ease. It's a place I know that you know very well. Very comfortable place. The New England Patriots have added yet another wide receiver uh, to their group. Uh, They announced that the – excuse me, Andrew Hawkins announced that the former Cleveland Browns wideout is joining the reigning Super Bowl champions rap sheet. Said it's a one-year deal. Uh, The wideout turned down more lucrative offers elsewhere to join – New England, and uh, maybe that won't be the best decision. We'll see. But there's a lot of wide receivers on the Pats, including Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell, and Danny Amendola, not to mention Brandon Cooks. Is he even going to make this team, Greg? Uh, I would say he has a less than 50% chance to make the team, but you would think, you know, sometimes injuries happen in training camp. On paper, you would think him and Danny Amendola at best would be fighting for one spot. And I would give a... Old Baby Hawk a chance at winning that battle. Is that his nickname? Yes, it is. This is a guy who a month ago went into the front office of the Browns and basically asked to end his career with the team. <laughs> and months later, wow. here he is in New England. I mean, he just he just got his degree right from Columbia. Yeah, about a week ago. Last week. So he's clearly a smart guy. Uh, one of my favorites going way back in the day, one of the first uh, athletes ever, I think, to tweet at me, because I was a big Whoa. fan, I was a big fan of Michael Irvin's. I probably told this story before. Michael Irvin's reality show, Fourth and Long, where they were going to find a player that could join the Cowboys for training camp. It was actually a pretty good show. And Baby Hawk came in second on that show. Did not get the free spot, but he did. You know, he was kind of a fan favorite and ended up having a nice little career here. You have referenced that program before. Near and dear to your heart. Yeah, it was fun. I was like the only person watching it, and uh, I think uh, Baby Hawk appreciated my weekly recaps on Pro Football Talk. I think his brother, too, like, <laughs> talked him into playing for them because his brother spent some time with the team. It, mm. I mean, it's a curious decision considering he took mm. half as much as other teams were offering him with the plethora of receivers they have there. It's crazy. They're they're basically building like an all-slot <laughs> yeah. offense. Edelman, him, Gronk. Cooks, it's like everything is between the numbers. But is that's Hogan, like the it. tallest one. Hogan's a big guy. I think he's Hogan's like, not. I think, he's, short, I think he's the tallest dude, and the rest of them are under six. Hogan's foot. big. Malcolm yeah. Mitchell's big, but yeah, yeah. the rest of them are sounds short. like a fatal roster construction for the Patriots. <laughs> Seven and nine. Here we come. Can't do it. Moving on. Ooh, ooh, ooh! It's time to talk Bucks kickers. Aguayo, folk. Two men enter, one man lives. All right, here we go. Here's <laughs> it's the aggressive. Update. Wow, it, it, that sound drop almost didn't even sound like a sound drop. just sounded like our normal conversation. <laughs> I didn't know they were playing for their lives either. Uh, on some level, it's his football life, I would say. Right. Uh, Robbie Aguayo, certainly the second-round pick uh, who struggled in the two practices of and OTAs that were – uh, the, that the media could watch 
Aguayo went five for nine, including, of course, we know, one for four on the narrow <laughs> goalpost. He eight, missed those three mm. kicks. Yep, eight and a half feet wide. And as our friend Joe Bucks fan reported, you could hear a pin drop uh, on <laughs> the practice hush. field. Total hush fell over the crowd. Uh, and and the next practice, Greg was like, "Ah, oh, who cares? What about the next <laughs> practice?" Well, he did better. He went on. He went four of five from thirty-five for four, uh, thirty-five to forty yards on regulation posts, which, by the way, Mark, are eighteen and a half feet. In distance. Good to know you are on top of this subject, and you have been from beginning to end. Uh, four so, or five is not even that good from thirty-five to forty. I mean, that's fine. It's, but, it's passable. Uh, do the math: five for nine uh, for Aguayo. Nicky Falk, by the way, not for nothing, the most accurate kicker in Jets history. Nine of nine. Ooh. Yoinks. And uh, now Dirk Cutter spoke to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times about the situation. The competition has definitely started. I know everybody feels it. There's a little tension when we're going through that. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. This is pro football. There's supposed to be competition. Whoa! Aguayo. Folk. It's a hard knocks life. Get it? There you go. Here's your update. I'm just so happy that I have Dan through this entire process to update us on everything. Well, Gonzo's in too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you really are our expert with the kicking battles and I'm just I'm so happy that we have you to well 18 and a half feet keep us up to date this is going to end with Aguayo like on a car chase in the middle of Tampa somewhere in the final episode of Hard Knocks I'm a little worried they're, they're not going to have anything you know any time left for the rest of the Bucks that the kicker battle will yeah. essentially take over all of Hard Knocks woof and uh, in other Bucks news Cutter uh, is not happy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers social media team uh oh hello uh, which I don't think we talked about this last week, but I did write about it on the end around. They had trolled the Atlanta Falcons on Twitter, the Bucks social account. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Uh, this is part of this this whole culture. Anyway, they had posted a photo. Uh, Falcons tri- the Falcons social team had tried to get into a little back and forth, fun back and forth with the Bucks. Oh, so thirsty. And then the Bucks replied uh, with a uh, comment, we ain't worried about nothing. And then a photo of who is that, Greg? I think that's Vernon Hardgraves. Vernon Hardgraves, uh, the running back, number twenty-eight, uh, fist pounding number three, Jameis Winston, in the Bucks locker room at some point last season, twenty-eight-three, which of course has become kind of an internet meme of sorts for taunting mm-hmm. Falcons, uh, the team and their fan base. And Dirk Cutter had this to say once that went viral. I want to make sure on behalf of the Bucks organization that I apologize to the Falcons for whatever that was supposed to be that went on social, went on social <laughs> oh, no. media. That's not what our organization is about. <laughs> Somebody's getting fired. Well, this is like uh. the, this is the multiple incidents this offseason of team executives having to apologize for the clunky, like, <laughs> you know, team versus team tweet-offs. It's ridiculous. I don't know why they're apologizing. Yeah, they don't need to apologize. Like, who cares? The NBA does it all the time, and it's fine, and it's funny, but I don't think anybody thinks the head coach is the one that's tweeting it out. I just say if you're the Bucs and you're you're tweeting out 28-3, to you're tweeting at a team that just got to the Super Bowl. You haven't won a playoff game since you won the Super Bowl in 2002. They would say the Falcons uh, started it. You know, the Falcons started started a little business. They didn't. They were... It was something. It was pretty. It was very mellow. Their reply. It was, it was <laughs> oh, supposed no. to be kind of sweet, and, and they, it was clear they just were looking to have some fun, and then they got totally buried. Yeah, it was almost. <laughs> it's almost too much though to to apologize for something so minor. It makes well, it, you bring it makes more it worse. attention to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Dirk Cutter. Let's be real. He he worked for the Falcons for many years. They helped out his career. He, you know, had a big time. You know, he has got, friends there. He's yeah, embarrassed so he, by it. So he's embarrassed. Like, I can't imagine Bruce Arians apologizing for something that the Cardinal yeah. social account puts out. And they put out some funny stuff. And I put can out see a lot writing of stuff. the tweets, Bruce Right. Arians, it, it was, laughing at them. It was a tough well, they week. they would be funny. This one was less funny. It was <laughs> a tough week for the, the Buccaneers equivalent to Bryce Gustafson. You know, the, mm. the goose, uh, goose, our social goose. media maven here. 
Yeah, Goose, who, who hasn't had a day off or left this office in roughly two years. No just, days off for They him. keep him in a locked room, and uh, they have a little hamster wheel for him to get some exercise. And they say, keep on updating our various social accounts here, including our own around the NFL account. Does a good job of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally in the news, Chip Kelly has resurfaced. How about that? According to ESPN. Oh, he's Ke- coaching again? Not quite. Uh, ESPN reports that Kelly will be a studio analyst for the sports network, mainly on ESPN2 Oof, uh, for, quote, college football pregames, halftime, and studio wraps each Saturday. Uh, this according to a release sent out by the company. Kelly will also appear on SportsCenter on Fridays and Sundays, offering insight on college and NFL games. Now, I know a lot of people are going to quick to say, oh, this is going to be bad. Chip Kelly's a stiff. Uh, he doesn't know how to be a human being. But you know who I really like? I don't know if he's still there, but Eric Mangini does a nice job in the studio. And he, Eric Mangini is the last guy that I thought would be good in front of the cameras. Uh, so I f- kind of see Chip and Mangini in a similar way on some level. So I, I could see that. I see it. Chip, Chip is really quick, and he's witty. Like I remember that just from being in Philly and covering the Eagles when I was there. He would, I mean, he talks really fast, trying to just log the sound bites and everything when we would get when we would get back. Uh, it's a nightmare a little bit, but I think that he would actually be kind of good at just explaining things and and kind of messing around with the other guys on the panel. You know who's the best, Mark, in our earlier days here at this company when one of our tasks, and we still do it on things from time to time, but when we had to transcribe a lot of press conferences and interviews and things of that nature. Uh, by far the best person to transcribe was Jerry Jones, who speaks in a very measured cadence in a, in a Texas drawl. <laughs> and it was easy to transcribe. Right. Jera, Chip Kelly might be the, the opposite. Completely the opposite. opposite. A yeah. nightmare to transcribe. I think Chip will be good. I think this helps set him up to, uh, first of all, he's getting $5 bucks or more from uh, the Yorks this year. So you make a little scratch mm-hmm. on top of that. And then you're watching all the trends that are out there in the college game, maybe putting them back into his pocket to use either in the NFL next year as a coordinator or maybe he returns to college as a coach. Like It's a, it's a nice little landing spot for a year, year or two to kind of watch the game from, uh, from a bird's eye view. I did do a piece last year talking to coaches where they, were, they took a sabbatical year, but most uh, of them yes. forced into it. But they said exactly that, that you actually for the first time in half a decade or a decade – take a step back and see other players that you're going to compete against. But it come on, still, with Chip Kelly, we are three, four years removed from writing insane long think pieces about this guy and how he's revolutionizing the NFL, and he couldn't even find an offensive coordinator job this offseason. You know who never bought it? The old Zeus who never bought it. Well, good for you. Putting it out. Well done it's on your gold ride. star, Dan. <laughs> little remote control cars <laughs> so on the field and his little shakes, <clears throat> smoothies. It always felt transparent that he didn't fit in. I wonder if he'll um, give up on the NFL dream and go back to college where he There's was some big jobs successful. opening up potentially next year that he could easily – my alma mater being one of them. I, I know would you everybody. like to see him at Tennessee? I would love to see him at Tennessee. Love to. I think any, any Bring college him fan would be happy to see him. I don't think he wants to. I think if that – supposedly that Atlanta job – he would have had a good chance if, if Sarkeesian didn't work out. And if he could get the right job, I think he really wants to stay in the NFL. Who wants to mess who wants to mess with am you know, amateur athletics is a sham. Yeah, oh. It's a lower stay. quality yeah, get, of play. You get paid, yeah. it's an easy, cushy yeah. job. Yeah, You're not yeah. always well, some, going to get paid. Some people fired. don't want it easy though. They want football all year round, all their life you know, that's well, I'm they not just sure that I'm not sure that most college coaches would consider coaching a top ten division one school easy. It's not easy. I think they think one. it's easy compared to the NFL. Though. I, think I think there's more it. job security. Yeah. It depends where he's at. That's what's happening in the news. Elevate your underwear game to the next level with. You know what it is. MeUndies. Ow! <laughs> what is MeUndies? <laughs> Just seriously soft, feel good undies delivered right to your door. MeUndies are designed in LA and made from sustainably sourced micro-mandal, a fabric three times softer than cotton. MeUndies softer than soft luxe undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns so you can tailor Ah. your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? 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 Ah. What? 
That's right. You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash NFL2017, and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead. Revamp your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. Still no, ah! still no word on the uh, individualized offer code, but it's definitely something that takes me. you know six seven weeks to find out about. So yeah, you know when we hear well, that's something that like a lot of people don't have. A lot of podcasts <laughs> and things don't have that. And I'll rep- uh, if anybody out there, the me and these people are listening. Well, I want you to know that multiple people have tweeted us saying they're waiting for that around the NFL podcast individualized offer code before we dive in. With some underpants. <laughs> Moving on. It's time to open up the mega mailbag, baby. It's a mega mailbag. I'm so excited. Greg, are you excited? What's the difference between a mega mailbag and a regular mailbag? This one is seven minutes longer than the Ooh. regular mailbag. Oh. Which makes it mega. That is mega, mate. Oh, Gary Barnage. Poor guy's sending out like flares up into the sky now. Hey, hire me. Poor guy. Pretty good tight end. You should have him on. Good He'll job. get a job. Okay. What, do you have some inside info, Mark? It's just how these things work. I think Greg wrote about this last week with contracts or all these pro-rated, pro, you know, prolonged like holdout or looking for a work thing. It all gets worked out. Just fast forward to August. Just a reminder, though, Mark, if you do want to go with this triple source. What hand gestures are you doing right now? What, I always want a triple what, source. That? Any breaking news, that's all. Not treating it as breaking. It's just it's just the way things are in the NFL. I've got 4,000 sources on that. All right. Let's uh, open up the mailbag and we'll start. And by the way, again, thanks to everyone who sent in uh, mailbag queries. We got many, and uh, yeah, we respect you. First up, Chris McCarthy gets the honor of our first question. At another Chris MC. How do you think the OT rule change will affect strategy? Will teams take more risks? Now, again, I need to, I asked Greg. I said, Greg, try to make sense of this to me. The new overtime policy shortened to 10 minutes, uh, and it was ostensibly about player safety or whatever. But how do you think it changes, Colleen? I mean, I think when you look at it and you, and you want to say it's about player safety, I don't really buy that at all. I, I think that it's going to change the way the teams are why, calling. Why do they do it then? But I have no idea why, because what's five minutes less? Why not just get rid of the whole overtime then if you're really worried? Colleen, about the question, safety? how do you think the OT rule change will affect strategy? Yeah, I think it'll make teams more aggressive in those five minutes. They'll call things a little different. Without those five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you get, I guess, if well, you don't get the ball yeah. first, I think you'll be a little more likely to go for fourth down if you're at midfield. You know, you might not assume you're getting the ball back a second time if, if you're the second team to get it. More importantly, you know that the game's ending with 10 minutes left, so it just abbreviates everything. It's going to change the decision. You're going to get into your uh, hurry-up offense quicker. That's why everyone's saying, like, well, there only would have been a couple games that would have gone to overtime. Who knows how they would have gone last year? Because if you're at, if the overtime's only 10 minutes, you're going to play it very differently. Yeah, and if you go up-tempo, you're going to be running more snaps anyway. But the, there's an overtime rule that was put in a few years back where unless you score a touchdown or a touchdown scored in a possession, the first possession, or it's a turnover for a touchdown, uh, the other team gets the ball. Can you now conceivably take the ball March down the field, uh, get deep into your opponent's territory, run the clock all the way down, and have essentially a 10-minute drive and yeah, get the field goal. That's that's one way it could change. I mean, granted, you're not going to be looking to get a field goal at the end of that, right. but if you could end up slowing the game down, having a long drive, and making it very difficult. Imagine if you – yeah, that's a great way to do it, Dan. See, Maybe that's is, a way to do it. That's yeah, a strategy. Forget Chip Kelly. Get if you can, Dan in there. Pull off ten-minute drives. <laughs> right. You don't need to wait till overtime to try. I'll that. put it this I mean, way: start that at the beginning of the game. Do that to your. You opponent. matriculate down to their twenty-five or so, and it takes like seven minutes to do it. Right. Yeah. Then they then, might start having to use timeouts. And they, yeah. yeah, you get two timeouts, I think, in overtime. Then it becomes a. I could. You know, Belichick will be the first guy to bang somebody on this. <laughs> It, oh, it'll absolutely. be the Chiefs, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, that game ain't going over no, time. That will be a bloodbath. Uh, what team is going to be the most improved of the upcoming offseason? This from uh, 
CM Punk but Socialist at Mitchell Cares. Um, it's a complicated name. A little bit strange, but uh, respect you, buddy. Uh, all right, so now let's look pure wins and losses. I wanna, I'm looking right now at the 2007, 2016 standings. So most improved by wins, uh, boys and girls. And, uh, you know, the Browns make sense. They're going to be a popular choice by a lot of people. Even if the Browns don't uh, make real noise this season, if they go 6-10 and 10 this year, they've improved five games. And with the talent they have and some good vibes and a couple of things go their way, I feel like if you were somebody that goes to the desert or, you know, were associated with some of the people Greg associates himself oh, with. Oh, give me a break. The Browns make a lot of sense. I mean, by odds, it's hard to duplicate a one in fifteen season. They some teams do it, but even during many of their crappy years, they won six games. But how about a team like the Chargers? You, I think, at five and eleven last year, you underperformed record-wise from what you were, and they could easily, I could easily see them going eleven and five. That's a six-game positive plus. I don't see the yeah. Browns going seven and nine, or the or the Forty ers going eight and eight necessarily. I like the Chargers. Yep. I feel like they lost a lot of games that they almost won right at the end just because of the amount of injuries they had, too. But if we're going sheer wins and losses, I'm going with the Patriots. What? <laughs> Listen, they, I, I know oh, it's so scary. Wait, improve. They, they are, they're better. They, they, can, they, they can only, only get two improve. games improvement. Exactly. They're better <laughs> than they were last year. I see what you're saying. I mean – Look at what they did. Even, even the draft aside, they got Brandon Cooks, Coney Ealy. They held on to Malcolm Butler. They signed Stephon Gilmore. They like, can improve. This this team looks better than they did last year. Don't get sucked in on the Jaguars, people. Three thirteen. <laughs> I, th- I I think the Jaguars are. I, I agree. The Chargers have a are the first. Come in and steal a show. Chargers are the first team that came to mind, but I think the Jaguars sitting there at three. All they got to do is get to eight or nine in a lousy division. That's they, asking a lot of that franchise. I know, but they're they're Bro. a good candidate to make a big You're jump. You're jumping on the Jags bandwagon right and, now. And what about the Panthers? Six and ten last year. Panthers are a good one. Bengals only had six wins last year. Yeah. I, can, I can see them back in the playoffs, and then a real dark horse. Because they, only, because they only went 4-12 and 12 last year. You get Wade Phillips running the defense. The you scratch out just kind of an ugly 9-7 and seven record. Maybe that division's not as good enough. I think the Rams could be in that you, mix of the most improved. Mr. Roosevelt, you had a sit-down with a son of bum recently, didn't you? I did. I, I, I spoke with him on Friday. We'll be using that uh, for an upcoming piece. But the How was he? He was great. I mean, he was exactly how you'd expect. Uh, very plain-spoken and just kind of... What you see is what you get. Like, Wade Phillips is not trying to sound like hide anything. He's not trying to be anything other than he is. He's like his dad, Bum Phillips. Like, he, in his book, which which he was promoting, he's got a lot of great stories about getting hired and fired. And you realize, like, how much the NFL is like other working environments, how stupid the owners are sometimes, like how random the hirings are. And uh, if you look at his track record, he improves every single defense that he joins significantly. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of middle of the pack last year. So if they have a top defense and he's got the players, he was really pumped up about Robert Quinn saying he reminded him a lot of DeMarcus Ware, Mm -hmm. thinks he's going to be huge. If they can have a top-level defense, you know, maybe they scratch out eight, nine wins. Um that the press conference after the Broncos won the Super Bowl two years ago, uh, Cam Newton melting down was obviously was the big news after the Super Bowl, which happened on the other side of this curtain. But my favorite memory from that Super Bowl was uh, being right in front of Wade Phillips after he finally won a Super Bowl, and Tim just totally uh, a down to earth guy, chill dude that you could clearly tell like he had reached a a major milestone in his career. He just seemed a guy you like to root for, so. He's been in the league Good. 40 years, and he's done it his way. Like in a league where you're not supposed to become friends with, with your players or be a player's coach, like that is what he is. He's, he's like wearing their gold jeans. He's been unapologetic about it the whole way, and he says he doesn't buy he doesn't buy into the whole of it, you know, way. I love it. Moving on, uh, this one from Matt Churchward at Not So Secret Wreck. Serious. Uh, all right, this one is more. There's no offense to Matt, but if the heroes were the four characters in The Hangover, who would be who? Um, first of all, it's a bad state of uh, major 
commercial release comedies yeah. that were still citing The Hangover as a recent comedy hit. But more about this, because we get this a lot, like if you the four heroes were the Beatles, who would be who? Usually in this scenario, there's always one guy that nobody would want to be. So in this scenario, it would be Zach Galifianakis. Ringo Starr for the for for the Beatles. So I'm gonna a moratorium on uh, rank wow. the four heroes in this other group of four, where one of the group is like a, a total moron or <laughs> seen as far inferior because it just is gonna lead to hurt feelings. Is yeah. that good move. Fair? Good moratorium. Protecting the group. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> is that all right, Craig? This makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm not overly familiar with The Hangover, so I'm pleased to <laughs> skip it. <laughs> Uh, moving out. Ooh, Greg, this one's right up your alley. Oh, no. Eric Jensen at Eric 18 Utah. What are Greg's top five rap artists? Greg Ooh. is, uh, you know, in terms of street cred, Greg is way off the charts when compared to the rest this of This is ridiculous. Fan of hip hop, Greg. Who are your I, top First of all, I love lots of other different types of music. Yes. I didn't say Just a real rap head. Well, I had written this down earlier. But that was, you know, back earlier in the day when I had my computer. I don't want to get this wrong. All right, little, li- you got to start. Little Wayne is right there. Is he your number one artist of all time, or is he just in the top five? He's in the top five. Okay, Little Wayne just as a pure, pure MC. Jay Z is absolutely in there. Now this is my personal one. Yes. Maybe not the greatest, but you know, my personal. Then it's Kanye. Yep. I'm gonna put Kendrick in there now because I cannot. Stop listening to Damn. I can't remember yeah. now so that good. I'm more addicted to just let my kids like it. They like, you know, the censored really? version. Well, you put the censored version smart, on. Smart. Uh, and then I'm going to cheat, and I would think number one overall, and it's a group, but that's Outcast. So if I have to set them up, separate them in terms of MCs, I'd put them both in there and kick Kendrick out. No big but, calls? Uh, but Outcast is is number Wait, one on my list. Three weeks ago, you were saying Chance was already. I said he had a. I said. Rapper. I said. Well, this is only now. Five. Kendrick comes in and he's the new kid on the block. Steals the show. Unreal. The, the other Kendricks weren't as you know re-listenable over and over and over, so that that was missing. But okay, I mean, he's got the talent. All right, good. There you go. Greg's rap corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on, Jimmy Tunes at Tunes Tunes. Uh, is welcome back to another edition, deliberately incorrect. Surely either welcome to another or welcome back to the ATM podcast. Uh, You know, Jimmy, I honestly never thought of it. He's absolutely right. But welcome back to another edition. Why isn't that work? No, you've not been you've not been at this new edition before. We're not we're welcoming you back to the show that you've listened to. But this edition you've never been to. He's right. You know, I'm going to block Jimmy right now. <laughs> no, not needed. Right. Okay, I won't. All right, Jimmy, I will not take that under advisement, but you are correct. I am not technically accurate uh, in the mm. intro of the show for the past it could be a little years, more concise. Yeah. Think of all the time. Like, if you added up, like, taking out yeah. that word over the years, you could have saved an hour and a half of someone's life. I've taken so much time from you guys, and I can never <laughs> give it back to you. I'm sorry. Uh, this one was kind of interesting. It was from Chris Goldby, at C. Goldby, and I... First of all, I was kind of drawn to it because, once again, Greg is rocking a Henley right now. His it's got wooden buttons, choice. I think. Is that wooden buttons on your Henley? Three buttons up. These are plastic. Okay, plastic. They uh, kind of look, look like wood. Uh, how much of a <laughs> is Don Henley for doing shows as the Eagles without Glenn Fry? I'll hang up and listen off air. Now, <laughs> Glenn Fry, uh, it was like a one-two pun. You know, a lot of legendary bands, it's usually two guys. It's the the singer and the guitarist, and they do the songwriting and obviously the singing. And everybody else is kind of interchangeable in the band, ultimately. They don't want to hear that. The drummer doesn't want to hear that. The bass player doesn't want to hear that. But the, all the great bands, it's two guys. Maybe the Beatles, with besides Ringo, are an mm. exception here. Uh, but even then, <laughs> obviously, Lennon and McCartney, uh, Jagger and Richards. It's like this show, you and Sully. <laughs> You're the two the two guys. Everyone else is replaceable. So Glenn Fry passed away, sadly, last year, uh, uh, suddenly. And uh, Don Henley is now going on in a big money-making tour under the Eagles' name. Glenn Fry would not like that, by the way. The question here is uh, how much of a jerk is Don Henley for doing it? He's a pretty big jerk, I would say. Would we, <laughs> if one of us were to kick the bucket... Um, would the podcast continue? Would we go on or would we do a different project? I guess that's what we're, should we not pot call kettle black thing? You know, I mean, a lot of times it's that there's listener demand that fan, longtime fans of the band want this, like Phil Lesh and friends 
has been fronting the Grateful Dead for for ages now, and there isn't a wild issue with it. Uh, but if they had, well, a, just if they Jerry had some Garcia con- like spinning in his grave. I mean, probably. I I guess yeah. what's the other option that what everything that you did goes totally dark and you're quickly replaced by a bunch of forgettable music in its place. Yeah, why not? I'm not even like a huge Eagles fan, so I care less about the Eagles. Yeah. In that person's name, why don't you just keep it going? I th- I feel like sucking as much cash out of uh, baby boomers' pockets as mm-hmm. humanly possible is is right in the Eagles' wheelhouse. <laughs> That's their brand. Is he like up enough on stage? Bad now. Enough with the Eagles. Well, they had they had a very they had a contentious rela- contentious relationship. Uh, I w- I am not a huge Eagles fan myself. It seems like you are. Uh, I'm a fan of rock music, and they are they ha- have a big p- place in rock music's past. And they put out an amazing documentary, which I uh, even if you're not an Eagles fan, it's just a great look at '70s rock uh, that's on Netflix. Uh, don't watch part two though, but two part one. It's I long. I suggest. Yeah, long. It's very really long. long. Uh, so anyway, I come down that we would like if I kicked the bucket and then you guys kept going if you were on the NFL podcast and just like plugged in somebody for me, like Colleen, who's gunning for it, obviously, yeah. anyway, um, Logical I'd be upset. I'd be upset. I would haunt really? you. I would haunt your dreams. <laughs> yeah. he, would, he would just sabotage the pod. Yeah, I would definitely. I mean, I, I don't think it would go would on curse in, that, you. in that situation. Right. So I curse you. That would be me <laughs> in Greg's Santa Monica home. I mean, I would want everyone to, you know, continue to to make their to make their living. What I else would, are they gonna do? I would final destination all of you if you did. <laughs> so you would want everybody to just like be miserable, like, just be like, uh, yeah, that's it. Like Colleen Colleen Wolf of NFL Media strangled herself with tooth uh, her own uh, dental floss somehow. Like just elaborate final destination deaths for all of you. It's so dark. It, it just always gets so dark in here. I get it, kind of. <laughs> Uh, moving on. What so, a way to go, too. <laughs> yeah, strange. Simon uh, Win Stanley at Simon York CA. Who has more rushing yards this season? All fifty Patriots backs or Le'Veon Bell? Now, you laugh, ha ha ha. Funny, funny, funny. Uh, but then I did some research here. Legarrette Blunt, Dion Lewis, and James White, who were the three primary ball carriers for the 2016 Patriots. 1,872 yards in total, 3.9 yards per carry, 19 touchdowns, and 482 carries. Uh, the Patriots have a little bit of a different look in their backfield this year. A big one, actually, big difference without Blunt there. So, yeah, I think the Patriots, 50 running backs, whoever, however many, probably will get more than Lev Bell, but you wouldn't sell Bell short either, would you? I mean, Bell is one player. Yeah, one magnificent player. He had – an. We they did an, uh, an NFL media research team did a bunch of 100 related things for this 100 days to the start of the regular season. Huzzah! One of them was that Lev Bell, I believe, had the most 100 yard games or the second most 100 yard games. Uh, he only had he only played 12 games last year because that's suspension. What would we see if Lev Bell was Lev Bell for 16 weeks? Hmm. I think you could see him take a crack at the yards from scrimmage record, which. No one's really gotten near in a while. I think it's over 2,500 yards is, is the record, and I could see him pulling that off. But in, for this question, I'd definitely take the four the four Patriots because all you need is another Love Bell suspension or mm-hmm. injury. And yeah, he's had injuries, yeah. Patriots are set up well. They're only going to – you know, there was a good article you know, showing yeah, they probably only use Deion Lewis now 15, 20 snaps a game. Going to save him for – the playoffs in theory. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Gabrielle Martins. <laughs> Must be nice. At, yeah, at G. Moore E. R. Martins. What is the non-English speaking country where you guys have the biggest audience? I'd put a sandwich on Brazil. Uh, the correct answer is Sweden. Really? Sweden is. Really? Uh, yes. The so pay one. up. Send sandwiches. Sweden yeah. beats Mexico? Sweden. Uh, according. <laughs> Yeah. I want a sandwich, too, if this actually happens. Figures on uh, our our agent that we use. Uh, Sweden, followed by Denmark, uh, followed by Deutschland. Wow. Ooh. Shout out, guys. There you go. Deutschland, I believe it's pronounced. Some people do. Uh, Come on, step up, Mexico. We're right next door. (laughs) Let's Uh, go. X15. Where's Canada? TJ Dittweiler. Well, they're English speaking for the most part. (laughs) Oh, right. That was a terrible, terrible. It's okay. Look, Quebec is really the population. French speaking individuals in Canada. Nice recovery. Nice recovery. Uh, This from X15. How much of the podcast is shtick? 70, 75%. (laughs) Depends who you ask. 
<laughs> yeah, it, that answer depend, depends on mm-hmm. which one of you at, you asked. Now, I don't want to speak for Wes, but I feel like Wes and I would say most. it's not that much of a stick. I mean, it's a little bit of a stick, but basically, basically just we are who I we mean, are. I mean, how many minutes did we spend listening to robot voices say different things before the podcast? Oh, this is a thing now, Greg, by the way. You'll, you'll want to know this. Veto powers activated. Veto powers activated. Uh, once a month, each of us can veto a news item uh, and shut Ooh. it down and make it go away, and we won't have to talk about it. I, I, uh, I'm just sad we didn't come up with this earlier. I know so Colleen absolutely. Fox with the with a big, uh, big move there You're before welcome. the show, and she actually activated her um, veto for May. Uh, running out of time here. What uh, did you veto? Deshaun Kaiser. Listen to the show. Okay. Yeah, you got to listen to the show. So if I do it. All right, here we go. This is a good one. Mark, you got to go, so maybe we'll go out on this one. You ready? Sure. Uh, I got three minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Just two and a half. <laughs> oh, here it is. In your time. Here we go. Who? Are, uh, this is from Brandon Smith at Brandon Smith fifty two. Who are the other three people, mm-hmm. dead or alive, you would want to complete your foursome for a game, whether it be golf or cornhole? Or whatever you ought to construct a foursome uh, for a nice afternoon into evening, something like that. Mark, get us going. I thought about this. You you sent me the question, and I would want something to come out of this other than like a photo or you know some. Hey, I beat so and so in golf. I don't even play golf. I would get JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald, and Jack <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> oh, I would find out exactly what happened because now there's nothing to lose, and I would devast- write a devastating investigate a report from as you say triple sources the best triple sources you can get wow. and i would in history histories that is quite a triple source yes it would be but <laughs> i like your agenda too on this i mean i don't need to play for golf people for that people for, pe- for younger listeners who may not know uh lee harvey oswald assassinated john f kennedy how, how young and they, then jack jfk one of our presidents back and in then the day. jack ruby I don't think our entire listeners, especially overseas, Jack Ruby then killed Lee Harvey Oswald while he was in police custody. But wouldn't it be, and Mark, you admire JFK, as do I, wouldn't it be kind of messed up to make JFK spend an entire day with his murderer, potentially? No, Talk, I think I think that he would care about the truth coming forward and that this would do that. Wow. Wow, because if you think about it, now I'll leave while you shoot the whole thing down. (laughs) He might not be like that reliable a narrator for his own death. I don't know what he, what more he's going to bring to the table. I think he would be wrong. He would know. He would know a lot of stuff that was happening behind the scenes as president. You know a lot more. Uh, Farewell. Funny enough, I also have John Kennedy involved. My threesome would be 1962 Jack Kennedy, Mm -hmm. 1982 Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholas. Who's the golfer? Nicholson. I'm Nick- looking for the actor. Yeah. Nicholson. Nicholson would be a lot better. Nicholas would be a strange choice. Yeah, that would be very strange. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. I mean, this might be kind of fun, Hey, though. let's get the golden bear in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> and a 2042 Jack Kansas. Get my son as an adult. Oh. And all the Jacks, and we just spend a nice day together. That sounds we'll play lovely. Golf. We're going to do 18 holes. Funny that we, Mark and I both had JFK. Weird. I feel like, I feel like John would... Uh, John Kennedy would be more comfortable potentially with this scenario. Probably. Looking out for the Well, legacy. Mark said he wanted more than just a picture, but imagine if he did get a, that picture. Oh, my God. Just him golfing or whatever, doing whatever with JFK and Oswald and Mark. That would be a tough one to explain. Also, like, yeah. you're only going to take your one son? <laughs> well, it's a Jack thing. Harrison will understand. I'm like, Harry. You'd be like, hey, it made sense on the pod. It, it seems <laughs> problematic. Like, uh, I, could get, I could get Harry Hansis, uh, Harry Truman, <laughs> and Harry Hamlin together. You could do that. At another time. That would work. Harry Houdini. Get him in the mix, maybe. Anyway, what about you, Colleen? Okay. I would go with Chrissy Teigen because I would like mm. to. I she looks really fun. Yeah. And then, like, hopefully there's a friendship there. So then that includes John Legend. So that's two friends and one. Mm. Um, Obama, because I feel like he's a pretty athletic mm. and would be uh, an interest. I, th- I mean, he's good at golf, and he would. He seems like it'd be corn. a great hang. Yeah, and I think, and I know that, that uh, Chrissy's been to the White House, so I feel like there's already a relationship there, so they would get along. Put a lot of thought into. it. I know, uh, and then I would have Hunter Thompson because he would be an amazing time. I think it's good. I like that. I do. Wow. I would love to mm-hmm. get Obama a couple like whiskeys deep 
and just have just get stories just going nuts about Donald Trump. I'd love to hear Obama like talking about mm. uh, Trump in detail at, uh, in a drunk state. That'd be kind of fun. That's a pretty perfect. Uh, pretty I know. Good, I, I was good also, looking group too. I know? was thinking about Dave Chappelle at some point, but Chappelle. <laughs> Hunter Thompson won out. No, Chappelle would sure. be you say good be looking fun. group. Obama and Hunter S. Thompson, or well, you know, like Cotties or something. I don't know. There's you some there's some pictures of Hunter Thompson when he was like young in his prime, writing with his like he's got a cigarette behind his ear Ooh. and a typewriter, and he's on like the cliffs I mean, I in Malibu. It, all right, calm, I don't think calm, Obama's calm. a bad looking guy. I didn't say he was a bad looking guy. He's I'm handsome. Gonna, I'm gonna go nuts about Obama guy. physically. I'm not gonna go nuts. <laughs> I don't. That's good. Let's stretch you, this. I don't have an answer. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. You don't need an answer. Don't need an it's all good. Everything. Have to be. Uh, what? Oh, this one. I'll throw this one to you, Greg, from uh, at Johnny Boar. Um, what are the best games to rewatch from last season on Game Pass? How about one game? Give him one game to watch. I think the best game of the season was Steelers Ravens on Christmas. Mm. People saw that, but I, I think people forget what a how many twists and turns and just the rivalry and the great players involved. And you saw great defense in that. You saw a little bit of everything. Yeah. They just aired that on NFL Network, in fact. Really? I, I also think yeah. Packers-Cowboys, the divisional Today. round game, because you know neither team ended up moving on, will be forgotten. That was a great NFL football game and a meeting of Dak Prescott at this certain point in his career, just starting out, and Aaron Rodgers at the height of his powers. and back, like It was really back and forth. People thought the Cowboys are totally out of it. Two like, teams that are the teams in the NFL. To me, that, w- that was a classic, classic I was, NFL game. I was going to say that one, and just like the NBA is getting killed, uh, rightfully so, for two months of bad playoff action, mm-hmm. the playoffs last year were not good in the NFL, but that game... Definitely helped uh, that and the Super Bowl, obviously, both helped uh, to save the playoffs last season. Chargers-Falcons was a really fun one, too, last year. That was year. a really good game. It was an afternoon game. I think it went into overtime. Was that the pick six on the two-point conversion attempt? Was it that game? That was Falcons-Chiefs, Falcons Falcons. which were like, it was like the yeah, next week. They yeah. played two great ones. But Chargers-Falcons had an unbelievable comeback. That was such both a Both quarterbacks playing well. That's a great choice. Uh, moving and of course uh, the Bryce Petty uh, game with the Dolphins, where the Jets' <laughs> offensive lineman didn't block and got Bryce Petty <laughs> literally sandwiched. Make sure you check out that. Oh no! Uh, classic. Uh, Damian Pit Pitum uh, at Damian Pitum. Just how good is Derek Carr and the Raiders? I mean, they are the best, right? So at- good. Absolutely. Saw some OTA footage of them today, and I just thought, what great uniforms. Woo! You know? Mm-hmm. What, a, what a great team to just get going. They had Marshawn Lynch's out there, like, punting balls and things. John went to what Oakland fun. and brought me back a Raiders shirt. John. Um, Who? You you guys know John. John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married <laughs> to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. This one from Yevs Orcoro. Did you already speak about how much this – bit is starting to annoy Gonzo. It's the best thing that thank I want to just thank all of the listeners yeah. for this it's because it's the best present crazy. I could ever have. It's the greatest gift in the world. So keep it going. Like if you were thinking, you know, yeah. should it should I tweet that or not? Yeah, just it's go for it. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I learned something about Great Gonzo bit. at the um at the little uh, barbecue at a hands manner yesterday is that he has the disease. <laughs> what? He has the de- disease of being overly competitive with stupid things. <laughs> I have the same thing. Um, oh God! <laughs> and and John, he was getting a little. And listen, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, with him not here, well, here, I don't want to get into. Actually, it. yeah, I I have a response from him because he knew that this would come up. It uh, almost didn't because this is deep into the show. But yes. yeah, well, a response to what? To the the. The game okay. and to him being overly competitive. All right, so I'll set it up. Just it was you know later later in the barbecue that's it, everybody's just throwing some corn and Wes is teamed with Gonzo, and uh, I was teamed with Ali, who is regressing outrageously. <laughs> no, I love Ali and I think he's a listener of the show. But uh, so you know, but Wes was stacking up points, piling up points. And then Gonzo had a, a one or two good rounds, and he starts puffing out his chest about how great he was. And I, and I had to call him out. I said, I never heard a, a, a teammate of West, you know, get so buck wild in this situation. Uh, and that and then that really fired him up. Uh, so after two games where I think John, Gonzo maybe outscored me 
in the two games where I was kind of I'll be honest with you, not too plugged into the game. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on in my own home. There were like 14 kids. My son was by my side the whole time. So I said, John, you don't want to do this. You don't want me to take this seriously. Uh, your your wife is <laughs> you here. You don't want this. Gonzo, <laughs> your wife is here. You don't want this to turn badly for you. But if you really want to play could be embarrassing again, in front of Colleen. Mm. And, uh, and sure enough, once I took it seriously, um, I outscored him. 9-2 in our final game. Whoa. Well, well, this is... Including a 9-0 run to end it, but... The response that he, he would like me to share. Yes. John Gonzalez, an official spokesman for John Gonzalez, <laughs> has prepared the following statement on John Gonzalez. <laughs> After winning the first two games of Corn in decisive fashion, Mr. Gonzalez lost track of the score. While he cannot confirm or deny uh, the outcome of ooh. Game 3, his left bicep was pleased to win the two-man photo shoot with Mr. Hansis's flip-flops. Mr. <laughs> Gonzalez looks forward to more hangouts with the heroes in future showings of bilateral Corn cooperation. End statement. All right. Well, first of all, uh, you can't, don't get after a man wearing flip-flops in his own home. <laughs> all right. John wears flip-flops all the time. Uh, no, John, but I will say, I'll take, I, I whipped up on him in the third game when I said I was going to be serious with him. But the, at, the big takeaway for me was that he has the disease, and we mm-hmm. certainly need more cornhole players in Southern California, uh, especially with Ali's continued regression. <laughs> um, You're looking at one behind the glass. I know, but I've invited you several times. Sally. I know, but you're I've been out of town for both, both times. Both times you've invited uh, me. Yeah, you're like, you're like, sorry, I got to go to Alabama's fourth spring game. <laughs> Wes said it was the, the oh. best <laughs> talking he's ever heard. Yeah, he was. Uh, Wes was fired up on the other side. It was fun entertainment. I was happy uh, to see Gonzo have the disease. He has it. Yeah. Everything is a competition. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Well, this is what this. I'll do one more here. Ty declare this would have been better with Mark, but Colleen's a supporter of the Eagles. Um, oh, four fifty one with the Super Bowl. I am a Jets supporter. Uh, oh, one for fifty one, but oh, for their last forty eight. And uh, Mark, of course, well, they were out of the league two years, so I think oh, for forty nine for the Browns in the Super Bowl. Would you give up an organ to bring your team a Super Bowl, Colleen? Um, yeah, like, but an organ that I don't really need. Like, isn't there, uh, like a, it is a gallbladder. Does a gallbladder count? Sometimes you yeah. can, sometimes you can live without a kidney, right? Yeah, but then you're flirting with danger if the other, yeah, if the other kidney one fails. Goes. I think I need my kidneys. No, I need my liver. Need, <laughs> I need my liver. I need your liver. Especially if you're going to make this, uh, beer to vodka transition. You've right. It's a, it's a about. healthy new me. I'm giving up beer and drinking only hard alcohol. Uh, it would have to be, yeah, I would have to talk to several doctors to find out what is the least uh, important organ within your body. Though, and like, then I'd think I feel like it. I kind of need all my organs. These are, these are real. Like I was in my daughter, uh, Ellis, who's out there. We had to, I had to take her to the emergency room last Friday. She had a, oh, an no. allergic reaction to peanuts. Ouch. And that was terrible. But, if, but she was fine and she was resting comfortably. And, and once we got to that point, I realized I'm there. There's no Wi-Fi in there. I've got nothing to read. My phone is dead. Oh, no. And I was thinking, like, what would I give up at this moment just to have a book or to have, like, you know, my phone? And I was thinking, like, just a little tip of your finger. I would give up a tip of my finger just for that two hours. But you would be in have so much pain, right? Would, I, <laughs> well, he's in the ER already. Yeah. So. I guess. All right. How about this? What about, <laughs> Colleen, uh, your pinky toe? No, like, why do I have to give up my pinky toe when there's so many other fans? I don't want to give up my pinky okay. toe. I feel the same way. Yeah, I could deal with it. I'm not going to risk Maybe my that's life selfish. for the the Jets who have. You can get an infection. Brought me nothing but pain and misery. Like now, I'm going to actually sacrifice and suffer more. And suffer now physically. You've already sacrificed plenty of money, time, and mm. energy, and yeah. love, and all that. Now I got to give up an organ. How hard is it to get your appendix taken out, though? Yeah, people do. Oh, that. that's what it is, right? Not yeah. gallbladder. I think you need that. Yeah. Get a, get your scalpels away from me, Jets. We're I may hear... just draft a quarterback. <laughs> draft a quarterback. It's been 40 years since Joe Namath retired. This is definitely the show to bring uh, Alice to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fine. She's got her headphones on back there. Hi, Alice. All right. <laughs> She's so cute. You got me angry. We'll be back. Um... On Thursday with our second show of the week. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Chris Wessling will be with us. And uh, if so, we will um, 
we'll have a great time talking about football and life. So thank you to everyone. And Sully, nice job behind the glass. Appreciate it, guys. A couple a minor hiccups, one. but it's not expected for you to hit yeah. the ground sprinting. Yeah, I need a, I need like a, need Bolt. a, need a, need a couple shows to get get everything. Reps. Uh, You'll get it. It's all about reps. It's a basic reps situation. The real test will be if you edit out that F-bomb Dan just said. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few of them. There's a few of them. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's a little different when, you know, Jeremiah, who's, you know, listen, Jeremiah is the son of a very successful preacher. Preacher, Probably not a lot of F-bombs on the Move the Sticks podcast. Uh, None. Yeah. Zero. Mm. All right. I'm not saying it makes us better or worse. It's just a reality of the game. Till Thursday. Stan Hans is signing off uh, for Mark Sessler, the Sizzler in absentia. Uh, Connie Fox, the old boss. There he is, Sully, behind the glass. Still Thursday! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.